BestBookBits.com presents The $100 Startup. Reinvent the way you make a living, do what you love, and create a new future by Chris Gilbo. In The $100 Startup, Chris shows you how to lead a life of adventure, meaning, and purpose, and earn a good living. Still in his early 30s, Chris is on the verge of completing a tour of every single country on Earth. He's already visited more than 175 nations, and yet he's never held a real job or earned a regular paycheck. Rather, he has a special genius for turning ideas into income, and he uses what he earns both to support his life and adventure and to give back. There are many others like Chris, those who found ways to opt out of the traditional employment and create time and income to pursue what they find meaningful. Sometimes achieving that perfect blend of passion and income doesn't depend on shelving what you currently do. You can start small with your venture, committing little time or money, and wait to take the real plunge when you're sure it's successful. The written summary can be found on our website, bestbookbits.com. So without further ado, I bring you the book summary of The $100 Startup. Unexpected Entrepreneurs. Renaissance. You already have the skills you need. You just have to know where to look. Micro-businesses. Businesses typically run by only one person, have been around since beginning of commerce. What's new, however, is how quickly someone can start a business and reach a group of customers. The building process is much faster and cheaper today than it has ever been. Going from idea to startup can now take less than a month and cost less than $100. You already have the skills you need, you just have to know where to look. Lesson 1, Convergence. Convergence represents the intersection between something you especially like to do or good at doing, preferably both, and what other people are also interested in. Your passion, what others care about, in the middle is convergence. In the overlapping between the two circles where passion and skills meets usefulness, a micro-business built on freedom and value can thrive. Lesson two, skill transformation. To succeed in a business project, especially one you're excited about, it helps to think carefully about all the skills you have that could be useful to others and particularly about the combination of those skills. Lesson three, the magic formula. Bringing the first two ideas together, here is not so secret recipe for micro-business alchemy. Passion or skill plus usefulness equals success. The basics of starting a business are very simple. You just need a product or service, a group of people willing to pay for it, and a way to get paid. This can be broken down as follows. Number one, product or service, what you sell. Number two, people willing to pay for it, your customers. And three, a way to get paid, how you exchange a product or service for money. Give them the fish. How to put happiness in a box and sell it. As you begin to think like an entrepreneur, you'll notice that business ideas can come from anywhere. While thinking like this, you'll notice opportunities for micro-business projects everywhere you go. Here are a few common sources of inspiration. An inefficiency in the marketplace. New technology or opportunity. A change in space. A spin-off or side project. Ask three questions for every idea. Number one, how would I get paid with this idea? Number two, how much would I get paid from this idea? And three, is there a way I could get paid more than once? Value. Value. Something desirable and of worth created through exchange or effort. In our context, an even easier way to think about this is 
Value means helping people. If you're trying to build a micro business and begin your efforts by helping people, you're on the right track. Six steps for getting started right now. Number one, decide on your product or service. Number two, set up a website, even a very basic one. Three, develop an offer. Four, ensure you have a way to get paid. Get a free PayPal account to start. Number five, announce your offer to the world. And six, learn from steps one through five, then repeat. Most people want more of the same things, money, love, attention, and less of the other things, stress, anxiety, and debt. Always focus on what you can add. Always focus on what you can add or take away to improve someone's life, and then prepare to get paid. Follow your passion, maybe. Get paid to do what you love by making sure it connects to what other people want. Many follow your passion businesses are built on something indirectly related, not the passion or hobby itself. When considering an opportunity, ask where is the business model? Not every passion or hobby is worth building into a business. And not everyone will want to have a business that is based on a passion or hobby. Instant consultant business. You can start a new business as a consultant in about one day, if not sooner. Follow these two basic rules. Number one, pick something specific as opposed to something general. Don't be a business consultant or a life coach. Get specific about what you can really do for someone. Number two, no one values a $15 an hour consultant, so do not underprice your service. Since you probably won't have 40 hours of billable work every week, charge at least $100 an hour or a comparable fixed rate for the benefit you provide. The rise of the roaming entrepreneur. Location, location, location is overrated. Roaming entrepreneurs are everywhere these days. Many of them are quietly building significant six figures or higher businesses while living in paradise. But just as not every passion leads to a good business model, a lot of people pursue the nomadic lifestyle for the wrong reasons. The best question to answer is, what do you want to do? There are many roads to location independence, but the business of information publishing is especially profitable. And there's more than one path to information publishing. It isn't just about ebooks. Find the convergence between what you love and what other people are willing to buy. Remember that you're probably good at more than one thing and combine passion and usefulness to build a real business, no matter where you end up living. Find the convergence between what you love and what other people are willing to buy. The new demographics. Your customers all have something in common, but it has nothing to do with old school categories. Strategy one, latch on to a popular hobby, passion or craze. Strategy two, sell what people buy. As you learn more about your customers and what they want, you may find yourself overwhelmed with ideas. First, make sure you're capturing all the ideas and writing them down, since you might want them later. Second, find a way to evaluate competing ideas. Use surveys to understand customers and prospects. The more specific, the better. Ask, what is the number one thing I can do for you? First of all, keep in mind the most basic questions of any successful microbusiness. Does the project produce an obvious product or service? Do you know people who will want to buy it? Or do you know where to find them? Do you have a way to get paid? Taking it to the streets, the one-page business plan. 
If your mission statement is much longer than this sentence, it could be too long. There's nothing wrong with planning, but you can spend a lifetime making a plan that never turns into action. In the battle between planning and action, action wins. Test your market. Number one, you need to care about the problem you're going to solve, and there has to be a sizable number of other people who also care. Number two, make sure the market is big enough. Test the size by checking the number and relevancy of Google keywords, the same keywords you would use if you were trying to find your product. Number three, focus on eliminating blatant admitted pain. The product needs to solve a problem that causes pain that the market knows it has. And number four, almost everything that is being sold is either a deep pain or a deep desire. You need to show people how you can help remove or reduce pain. Number five, always think in terms of solutions. Make sure your solution is different and better. Number six, ask others about the idea, but make sure the people you ask are your potential target market. Number seven, create an outline for what you are doing and show it to a subgroup of your community. Ask them to test it for free and in return for feedback and confidentiality. Mission statements. Let's break down the planning process into a very simple exercise. Defining the mission statement for your business or your business idea in 140 characters or less. That is the maximum amount of text for an update on Twitter and a good natural limit for narrowing down a concept. It may help to think of the first two characteristics of any business, a product or service and the group of people who pay for it. Put the two together and you've got a mission statement. An offer you can't refuse. The step-by-step guide to creating a killer offer. Number one, understand that what we want and what we say we want are not always the same thing. A good offer has to be what people actually want and are willing to pay for. Number two, most of us like to buy, but we don't usually like to be sold. An offer you can't refuse may apply subtle pressure, but nobody likes a hard sell. Instead, compelling offers often create an illusion that a purchase is an invitation, not a pitch. And number three, provide a nudge. The very best offers create are, you must have this right now, feeling among consumers. But many other offers can succeed by creating a less immediate sense of urgency. Launch. Because a plan launch campaign can provide far better results than simply putting something out there and saying, hey, here you go. You'll want to think carefully about how to structure it. The campaign usually unfolds in a series of messages you send to your audience, and you should keep the Hollywood analogy in mind. The worst thing you could do for a launch is to open your movie without letting anyone know. A much better thing is to tell a story. The goal of a good launch is not just to convert as many prospects as possible, it's also to preserve your relationship with other prospects and increase your influence. The reason this is important is because you don't want to hammer people too hard. It's better to build relationships over time. Hustling, the gentle art of self-promotion. Advertising is like sex, only losers pay for it. A hustler represents the ideal combination. Work and talk fuse together. Be willing to promote in an authentic, non-sleazy manner is a core attribute to micro-business success. Goal, to actively and effectively recruit new prospects to your business without getting overwhelmed. Daily maintain a regular social media presence without getting sidetracked or overwhelmed. Post one to three helpful items, respond to questions, and touch base with anyone who needs help. 
weekly, ask for help or joint promotions from colleagues, and make sure you're being helpful to them as well. Maintain regular communication with prospects and customers. At least monthly, connect with existing customers to make sure they are happy. Ask, is there anything else I can do for you? Prepare for an upcoming event, contest, or product launch. And once in a while, maintain a regular social media presence without getting sidetracked or overwhelmed. Post one to three helpful items, respond to questions, touch base with anyone who needs help, monitor one or two key metrics, no more. Perform your business audit to find missing opportunities that can be turned into active prospects. Ensure that you are regularly working toward building something significant, not just reacting to things as they appear. Show me the money. Unconventional fundraising from Kickstarter to unlikely car loans. There's nothing wrong with having a hobby, but if you're operating a business, the primary goal is to make money. Going into debt to start a business is completely optional. Every day, people open and operate successful ventures without any kind of outside investment or borrowing. The average business can improve its odds of success greatly by getting paid in more than one way and at more than one time. You can do this with a variety of methods, whether it's money, access to help, or anything else. You probably have more than you think. How can you get creative about finding what you need? Leverage and next steps. Moving on up. Twerking your way to the bank. How small actions create big increases in income. The not-so-secret to improving income in an existing business is through twerks, small changes that create a big impact. If a product typically has a 1.5% conversion rate and you increase the ratio to 1.75, the difference adds up to a lot of money as time goes on. Number one, get more traffic. Two, increase conversion. Three, increase average sales prices. Four, sell more to existing customers. Five, institute a new upsell. Six, encourage referrals. Seven, hold a contest. And eight, introduce a powerful guarantee. The best social media strategy, talk about yourself and your business, self-promote. How to franchise yourself. Instructions on cloning yourself for fun and profit. Who says you can't be in more than one place at one time? In fact, there are several ways to grow a business through the use of leverage. Franchising yourself isn't just doing more, it's about taking your skills, activities, and passions to a higher level to create better returns. The difference between franchising yourself and just doing more is that you take the time to be strategic. One path to franchising yourself is to team up with a trusted partner. This doesn't mean you completely merge your business with that person. In fact, the easiest and most common way to partner with someone is to create a joint venture. In this agreement, two or more people join forces to collaborate on a single new project. Going long. Become as big as you want to be and no bigger. The real challenge that befalls almost everyone with the opportunity to make a major career change and go out of the loan. Finding a new way to build systemization into a business and deciding what role the business will play in the rest of their lives. Sooner or later, every successful business owner, accidental or otherwise, faces a choice. Where are we going with this? There's more than one road to freedom, and some people find it through a combination of different working arrangements. Going long by pursuing growth and deciding to stay small are both acceptable options. And you can split the difference by going medium. It all depends on what kind of freedom you're likely to achieve. 
work on your business by devoting time every day to activities specifically related to improvement, not just by responding to everything else that is happening. Regularly monitor one or two key metrics that are the lifeblood of your business. Check up on the others monthly or bi-monthly. A business that is scalable is both teachable and valuable. If you ever want to sell your business, you'll need to build teams and reduce owner dependency. And that's a wrap on The $100 Startup. Subscribe to our channel and take a look at the hundreds of book summaries uploaded previously. To find hundreds of written summaries, check out our website, bestbookbits.com. And for hundreds of audio podcast summaries, find us on mixcloud.com forward slash bestbookbits. If you want to get involved in our channel and assist in sharing knowledge with other people, connect with myself by dropping me an email at info at bestbookbits.com. Thanks for watching and listening, and I hope you got something from the $100 startup. Have a great day.